When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Lawrence was bumped. Got it to go and the opportunity for three. Down to four for Greasel. Backing his way in. Shot up and good at the buzzer. And Nebraska on the road is going to head into the locker room up five. Great first half by Nebraska. Wilters get back up off the bench for Nebraska. Tominaga can't miss in the second half. Big Ten basketball has been great. Every night you get games like this that we have in front of us right now. I would wonder how Nebraska would respond after the big win. And the answer has been in a big way. Three to shoot. Greasel, floater, hits again. My goodness, has the grad transfer been good tonight? Winners of three of four on a double-digit victory on the road over Rutgers. What a response by Nebraska. February 15th, coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning, I'm Andrew Rogers, and we are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Happy to have you with us, 590 ESPN Omaha. 1480 ESPN Lincoln, which I will update you by show's end on that. We are live on Twitter. We're live on YouTube. And the reason I say it's February 15th to open the show is because I can't believe we are already halfway through the month of February. Yeah, it goes quick, doesn't it? Everything just goes by so fast, especially when you do a job like this, because there's so much turnover. The rate that you move in sports is so fast that at some point – you really have to take advantage of the moments where you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Man, it wasn't last night. It was funny. Uh, good morning, by the way. Hey, good morning to you. Be a part of what we're doing, 888-638-4876. Plenty of hot takes. I had the best one yesterday. I'm just going to go ahead and get that one out of the way. Because as you wake up on March 5th, Creighton will not have lost a basketball game. <laughs> it's the greatest take ever. How about Joel when he said, nah, "I kind of want to take you up on that, man," but uh, he didn't want to. He didn't want to place a side. Hey, and I and I knew full well last night was going to be the 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 sweat. Yeah, yeah. Last night was the last night was the sweat game. Still should have won it, but anyway. So yesterday, I'm watching, uh, you know, West Side of Miller West, and I get there early. Obviously, I'm corner guy I'm, I'm pulling a drew down in grand island getting my game watch right so i had a decision to make okay so i have to know i have to ask myself okay am i going nebraska first or creighton i went nebraska smart move just well because i felt like so full disclosure it's not yeah it's my alma mater but i do you know why i chose nebraska I felt like it would command less attention. I was about to say, 
you chose Nebraska because you would feel like you would have to focus more on the Creighton that, Providence that, game that, just because that is that of is the correct. superiorness. And that, I say that it was close. It was it, you know the line was one and a half. Nebraska's got as high as fourteen. I was like, okay. So at the very same moment, caddy corner from me is one Alvin Mitchell. So Fita's got is Nick. So Alvin's got. He sits in the same spot as well. He is diagonal from me in the gym. Doesn't bother anybody. He minds his own business. He barely talks, especially if, if you don't go sit by him, he's not talking. So he's on his phone too. He's apparently, he's obviously watching Creighton. CJ and Caleb are both playing our, our other kids. He's obviously watching a different game than I am. <laughs> Can you just tell by reaction? His mannerisms were completely... Body language. His were completely different <laughs> from mine. You're watching, now, now you're granted, Creighton started earlier, okay? They, they started earlier. I get it. But, man, we were two different people dialed into our phones as we're watching a high school basketball game that our kids are supposed to be... He's actually being a parent. I'm trying to work because I know... And I said it 15 times during the game. Coach Samanji was sitting next to me. It, it, Tom Thompson, another guy to my left, uh, former West Side alum. Got Tommy a, Thompson. Yeah. And uh, I called him T2. I feel like that's a name in a song. And I, so it's whatever at the half, and Nebraska's up five. And I was like, shoot, man. He's like, what's up? I'm like, I'm going to have to really go home and carve into this Creighton Providence game now. So everybody goes to bed last night. Not a light on in the house other than the TV. And I am rewinding, fast-forwarding. I'm like, man, could you just not have won this with the lob at the rim at the buzzer? Or I, I was just going through all these things in my head. But what a stark contrast and how those two basketball games were played, man. I mean, the Road Warriors. And... And, I'm, and I hate to give credit in the same vein that I said Creighton was going to run the table. Sam McEwen is starting to look like a genius. You Be honest. When he threw out the potential for the finishing record, you chortled a little. <laughs> oh, sure did. I said, I think I said two when they've already gotten three. Yeah, I'm like, really? Because he said, I there, said if, there's two or three more wins on the schedule. And I said, when he said the record, he goes, oh, yeah, they could be 14 and 16, you know. And, and I... They could be fifteen and fifteen, and I and I remember when he said it because that was among that was with the whole kind of Coach Hoiberg thing, and I knew what Trev had said on the radio, and I knew what Coach Hoiberg, I had heard kind of that I felt like they were in a good spot, right? Like Fred doesn't really have anything to talk about, which is why I didn't ask you know that low hanging fruit. Hey, do you oh, think you know, he'll get fired? How many more wins does it take, or things like that? Remember I was joking with Robin a couple weeks ago because there's no way Robin would know that, right? But just watching them play, I, is proud the word you want to use? Because I don't know if they want you to be proud of them. But you're, you are talking about a team. You can have fun with them, though. And what's their new – What's their? they changed their arena. It's not the rack anymore. Is it? Is it? I think it's Jersey Mike's. I'm going to blow. Is it Jersey Mike's arena? That sounds right. Okay, so, I, so then you're watching this game unfold, and it always looks dark, and it's ugly there anyway, and – it is. Nebraska gets out to the lead, 
And when Greasel hit the floater at the buzzer at half, at half yep. did you think to yourself, they're going to win this thing? I actually, I actually thought, oh, man, we're getting our hopes up at half. That's <laughs> really? what I thought. Because it seemed like throughout this game that even though Nebraska was shooting the ball well, and especially Dude, the when CJ Wiltshire hit the two threes early, you got you were yep. you were probably like, "Oh, here we go." Well, and you know, I thought, man, they're just they're teasing us, mm-hmm. right? And and, and, it, te- and it's easy to feel that way, sitting at home watching this game as other Nebraska fans out there were probably thinking similar things, like, "Oh, when at what point is Rutgers and and the so-called." environment of Jersey Mike. No, that isn't so cold. They're 14-2 yeah, in that bad That's boy. what I'm saying. When is that going to take yeah. over? And as the half progressed and you get to that floater by Greasel and you have a, a two-bucket lead, you're like – Yeah, what was it? It was 40-35 at the half right after the floater. And you're, right. You're, you're, did, you're thinking, did, hey – Did you get it where you had – did you have some warm fuzzies? Well, I – I was watching Creighton on uh, the TV, and I was watching Nebraska on my phone, and I'm like, man, 40-35, that, that seems like a, a lot of points it for seemed like too to many. Allow. Hey, listen, it seemed like too many points for where Nebraska was at. And so because of that, I thought, ah, there's no way the second half looks like this. Uh-huh. And, and you wonder when the mistakes will sort of come, whether it's Wilcher turning the ball over, whether it's Tomanaga doesn't have his night in the second half, whether it's, oh, the full-court pressure by Rutgers mm. is going to cause some frenzy, no, no. which it did. Yeah, yeah Nebraska really did. won with 14 turnovers. Right. And, I think Lawrence, Lawrence had pressure, five of them. But they even after two turnovers, because of the runs Nebraska went on, because of the threes Tomanaga made, it gave that buffer room to allow you to turn the ball over and say, hey, even though we messed up these first two times, well, we beat you the third time. Dude. And we're still ahead by six. How about Nebraska's ability to answer like those little mini runs, like big shot? You know, Rutgers hit the little step back, the little step back too. I think it was Hyatt maybe. And uh, – I think it made it 43, 43, or 43-42 or something like that. And Nebraska comes down and bangs the three mm-hmm. right off the bat. And it, it, you just felt like – and it happened a couple of times, especially through the low 50s, and you're like, Nebraska isn't going anywhere. They're going to hit big shot. The the three from Wiltshire from the top of the key, The it was the perfect – no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, he no, just no. stepped into it in rhythm, too, so you felt a little bit better about it. But I just think their their ability to answer big shots, you know, they made, I don't know, 7 out of 10 or 7 out of 9 down the stretch. They were They were good from the foul line. And here's the weird thing. Remember yesterday we were talking about culture and – and I, I'm not going to harp on the culture thing. Like, ooh, I'm going to tell you that because we were talking about it with Coach Bolt. Mm-hmm. As competitive and flexible as that lineup is going to be, right? Whether they want to play gorilla ball or small ball, or you know, you got a one and one A at the front of that rotation. Friday, Saturday, you got multiple pieces in the back end. You have to be cool with knowing your role, right? Because some days it may not be your night. And you have to be okay with that because culture. The, we're in a culture where I cheer for the man next to me. I'm going to do as my coach says. This is the epitome of leadership, all that good stuff, right? Who were we, t- who were we hyping up just 
Monday after the weekend. They may have found something in who? Kata. Oh, right? Tominaga. No, yeah. Kata. Oh, Blaze. Yeah. How many minutes did he play last night? Not sure. I'll tell you right off the bat. Four. So he went from. <laughs> he went from that scrappy player that made some <laughs> the big The guy that everybody was lamenting about. Yeah, and hey, here he comes like to that. four minutes. Now, coincidentally, who's the guy that went into the starting lineup? And we're like, oh, man, you can't play him that much. His last start, he only played 11 minutes, even though he was a starter. Then last night, he's like Johnny on the spot. It's Sam Hoiberg, mm -hmm. right? You cannot have guys do that, being ready on demand, without believing in what you're doing. Trust me when I tell you. Nobody, people subscribe to the, hey, man, got to be ready when called upon. Hey, man, got to be ready when called upon. Until there's stretches where you're not called upon. <laughs> right? then, then it's not cool anymore, right? Right. Nebraska just kept finding a way to answer, and I was like, they may have something. But I'm not that guy that, see, over time, I'm not sure this is how sustainable. sustainable. But I don't care. But you know what? I didn't allow myself to, to get into that. I'm like, you know what? For what this is, th this is absolutely amazing, especially when you talk about knowing your roles. I got into this fantastic basketball discussion yesterday with Jacob. Padilla off pod after we did high school hoops and we were talking about how in three weeks Tominaga's gone from polarizing whipping boy to he's the man and you know they're they're continually saying the Japanese Steph Curry on broadcast right which still doesn't quite sit well but I mean whatever right <laughs> it's like I, if Let he embraces run. hey whatever right I mean we have Let an Asian run. Wyatt that calls us so I'm cool right but it's like <laughs> well he's self-glossed too I Hey me, <laughs> don't well, blame me. So and it's like, so what Padilla Padilla was saying to me that I I'm totally on board with that. You know, basketball heads will tell you his understanding of that offense and where he needs to be on the floor as opposed to just running around chucking up threes. It's slide into this opening. Hey, I'm being overplayed. They don't want they want to crowd me cuz they know I can shoot. How about him moving without the basketball? You know, I was going things to say things like that. I was like going to it's say the it's same thing. it's vastly different and he he got he had a couple of little slips last night. He's always on the go. Yeah. If you watch him on, on an offensive possession, you, I mean you're you're probably following the ball. But if you look off ball, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of times you see Tominaga standing around because he knows in order to get his shot, he has to move. They're not just going to leave him hanging on a wing. They're not going to leave him hanging in the corner. But he also likes to run the floor, whether it's transition or just in half-court play. He'll always be on the go because he wants the ball. And the best players in basketball, like the best shooters, have to create shots for themselves. Mm -hmm. Now you can have help with off-ball screens, things like that. But for the most part, you have to get open yourself. Yeah, they're not going to hide in the corner like, don't pass to me, don't pass to me, right? And, and I think with him, and he's playing off the general, who was really the general last night. The G in Greasel should have been for general. He only had the one turnover, the five or six assists. He's double digits in boards. Uh, he's double digits in score. You know, he had, he had the double-double. He's doing some good And he hit a couple of tough – so the little floater that he hit um, – 
in the second half kind of quelled a little bit of a the crowd wanted to get into it and Greasel had you know the back down the Sucked dribble, out dribble, the energy. dribble dribble and he hit the tough shot and you're like he got it. An, another another backbreaker answer and how well position. has Sam been playing overall just controlling the basketball yeah, he game just, and and that's been over what's the, the things past that we were saying games. in the beginning right he's he doesn't get sped up Right, he was controlling the tempo. It was he had the basketball on the string, and now if 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 you're if you're Rutgers, you're thinking, man, we got to got to be better than than twenty eight of sixty one. But that may be who we are. But the, the eight of twenty three from three, and it's not a good it's not a good foul shooting team. You know, uh, good transition to uh, over to Creighton Providence. Um, something that really hurt the scoring column for Creighton was the poor shooting night of Baylor Shireman. Because I told you as you walked in, Creighton was one Shireman three away from getting ahead in that game, mm-hmm. from winning that basketball game. If he would have made that one three, it, yeah, it yes, been, yes and no. I it, mean, it I'm, with I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you because, listen, there are times he drives me bonkers. I mean, full disclosure, right? It's like it, it's not always aesthetically pleasing, but some of that – is just me, and I got to get over myself, right? But there was so many little things. Listen, I don't, I'm not sure what Coach Mack and, and Miller and Russ, the, the, the staff is, is – or Huss is saying about the movement of the basketball. But I've said this before. I said it when in Arizona – when they got beat by Arizona, I said it against Texas – there's something that happens to this team in crunch time. The basketball just gets sticky. Dribble, 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 dribble. That's just not who they are, right? And I get it. It's contested and it's tough, but there were about four or five possessions. First of all, shout out to Providence for the double out of the inbounds play to get the ball out of Trey Alexander's hands. Right. You right. know, I mean, it was right in front of the scorer's table. So nobody nobody projects you to double. You're eight immediately in to panic go. mode, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh shoot! Great coaching man. by Cooley. That, nice little adjustment. That, that moment right there, I would say Cooley outcoached McDermott. T A doesn't panic, right? One move, then it go. It's to Shireman. They still had a good look at that lob at the rim. And I know Kaluma wants that one back. Right. Because I think some hands mixed in there. Yeah, but didn't he really I mean, get a good grip on it. He's, uh, he's capable, right? So then there's that. There was, th- and they run it all the time. And Nimhart, listen, he was reading it well. The little two man game, call comes, he gives the high ball screen. Providence decides they, they they drop they roll with Kalk, Nimhart, kind of get he doesn't get buried but he it was too many dribbles at the rim for him because he didn't get the one hand scoop which he's as good as as anybody in America you didn't love that but then the, the the and this is the guy that was arguing about the officiating in the Super Bowl one play not costing the game the the bad the bad entry pass to Kalk. The ball's stolen. Sharman uh, comes down and commits the foul. So it's the it's the double whammy. You turn the ball over on one end. 
you give up the and one on the other. Then the very next couple series, it's the dribble, 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 caulk, nothing there. Then Kaluma, the dribble, 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 jump hook, comes up short. I'm like, that's not how they play. That's and there's only one player on that team that can play like that. There's, that's just not how they play. Who's the one player on that team that can play like that? I don't love it, but are you going to say Sherman? No, I was going to say Nemhard. Yeah, because Nemhard's he's the, handling it, but not not in the. They're right. not a. They're not a. The more I know, times I know this team going. dribbles in mm-hmm. the paint, I know where you're going. He starts outside, gets in without gaining ground. The worse right. it is for. Well, them. and and when you say dribble, 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 stop. When Kalkbrenner had a couple of those down low. It was as easy as, hey, drop that right foot. Go up with the left. But he favors that, that left curl with his left shoulder yeah. back to the hoop. He favors that for the right hook more than he does like going to his left hand. And you can notice his, his comfort level with a lot of opportunities that he has. It depends on where he's on the floor if he wants to go to his left hand. You know what? But for a lot of points in that game, when you're backing down your guy, you could tell that, hey, when the ball was in the paint, Everybody was like, "Let's let Kalkbrenner go. Watch, yeah. Let's let Kalkbrenner go." They were going to stay. Of, they were going to stay attached to shooters and allow him to play one on one, which I don't mind. But I also, what I minded more was that there was no no cut to the hoop, no nothing by Creighton when you could tell that your guy was stuck. It's one thing if he's making ground like we were just talking about. There's another when you're just standing there like, "Hey, let's let Kalkbrenner do work offensively." Then when the shot goes up, where are you? Where are you? On the three-point line? What if Kalkbrenner misses? I know he doesn't all that much, but what if he does? An uncharacteristic. It's almost like, and, and I don't know, maybe Mac would have a different kind of answer, but it's almost like, because Kalkbrenner uncharacteristically had the four turnovers, which for... for well, I got to tell you, man, Aaron passes down the stretch of that game. Oh, I know oh, it. Oh, my I know, I know goodness. It. I know it. I, and, Aaron and telegraphed. It was... They were giving that game away toward the end. Do you know who they I... They were fortunate to be in double overtime. Do you know... And I want to see him in person. And no... I'm not... Sli- did you want... Did you think Alexander should have had more touches in crunch time? Gosh, he's a momentum killer. He... I don't know. See, I, overall, I, great I, defense by Providence listen, to, to stop everything. I'm not going to try to speak this into existence because you know I love Trey Alexander. But I want to go back to that conversation we had a couple weeks ago about most valuable mer- mm-hmm. versus most important. Somehow Alexander has to be more involved. I, I don't know how. Listen, it's way above my pay grade. But he's clutch. How many times did he quell momentum last night? Uh, at least a couple. Yeah, him and Nemhard kind of went hand in hand last you night. You know, and it's like, I know shooters shoot, <laughs> but how did, like, at what point do you look at how you're shooting the basketball and, and do something different last night? I, I, I don't know, but you know one guy I want to see in person? I just want to see how big he you know who looks like a large human how big does hopkins look to you oh oh yeah <laughs> i mean he, that guy he looks, looks like a stud doesn't well, he him and Derek walker they they kind of have <laughs> well similar, i've seen d walk yeah, so but, i get it but hop, hop looks like i don't know they look pretty similar I, see i don't think d walk would walk around too much without his shirt he might he might i don't know but he doesn't have like like b hop b hop looks like 
Yeah, I know what he you're saying. He may flex on you. I'll tell you what, though. D-Walk, too. I know. He's a meaty hey, dude. That dude is he, a big boy. Yeah, and he was doing work last night. Rutgers needed that interior defense. If they yeah, were missing last night. I, I just there were so there were just opportunities I felt like Creighton had to win and you know, Alexander plays forty nine minutes, not to be outdone by Hopkins playing fifty. Fifty <laughs> last night. I, I don't know, man. There there there's a lot that a crazy slate of college basketball all around. We'll get into more of that in the next segment. Our poll question of the day, does Juju have the cred to troll the Eagles, yes or no? We'll get into that later on throughout the show. <laughs> there we'll was also, some great Valentine's. Right, we'll talk to Michigan Lance, too, coming up.